y'all. Welcome to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, we will be talking about uh, being a black woman and being a part of the queer community and Meg the Stallion in that entire situation. Um, we'll also give advice to someone who is trying to break up with somebody, but it's quarantine. So how do you do that? <laughs> I'm your host, Jasmine W. Today, my guest is a bisexual comedian who is brutally honest and uniquely clever, often confounded by stupidity. Her comedy blends life experiences and self-discovery, touching on everything from family, drugs, co-workers, sexuality, and misspelled tattoos. I think we're going to have to hear about that a little bit. Uh, Shay's energetic stage presence is engaging, silly, fearless, and direct, just like her. You can follow her on Instagram at Comedy. that's C-H-E-Y-B-E-L-L comedy, and keep up with her at Shaybell.com. This is one of my personally, personally, I don't even know how you say that, good, great friends, Shaybell. <laughs> hey Shay. Hey, hey, what's going on? I'm good, girl. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm in town, uh, taking care of some business, and I just got back to my hotel room, so I'm chilling. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to grab some dinner outside somewhere, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been a good day. Shay came all the way to LA. Didn't even tell me she was here because she know I'm not coming out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time I even talk to you on the phone about if I come, you're like, I'm not going out. My husband got out. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to protect my uh, income. I mean, my husband. No, I'm playing. <laughs> anyway, so wait, do you have any misspelled tattoos, Shay? I do. What? I never knew that. Yeah, well, I don't broadcast. I guess I do broadcast it if it's in my bio. It was one of the first jokes I think I might have written. I'm not going to tell you the joke now. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't really tell it's misspelled because it's a word, uh, see, identified in numbers. So you don't even want to tell us the word. I know y'all don't want to hear the joke. I'm going to tell you the word. Okay. But you, if you looked at it, it's just numbers. Okay. It's just numbers on my upper right, upper left arm um, by my shoulder. And so the word is believe. Okay. It's spelt in numbers, but it's missing one number. It's missing the number five. Yeah. Which is the letter E. Huh. Okay. So instead of the tattoo spelling believe, it's spelled belive. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. You had a dumb, you had a, somebody dumb tattoo you or what? <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't until I got home. I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, B E S. <laughs> I got, I was like, God damn it. I was like, you know, you would think like, even if I wrote it, you just relying on me, you the professional. <laughs> shouldn't you double check some work or shouldn't you make sure like, you know what I mean? Like. He thought you did that over. He thought you meant be live, like always stay lit. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody uses that word. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but nobody can really tell. That's why it's funny. Nobody can really tell. Because even when people see the tattoo, they're too busy trying to ask me, what are those numbers? What does that mean? You know, and I'm yeah. like, those are words, you know? Yeah. Nobody's going to sit there and be like, B, one, two, one, two, <laughs> letter B. Oh, wait, the second one is four, A, B, <laughs> you know, people just go, oh, it looks nice. And they carry on about the, their lives. Thank yeah. God. 
<laughs> right. Do you have a lot of tattoos? I have nine. Okay, yeah. I might have nine. You know, I only have one that's super visible, the one on my forearm. Yeah, okay. You have quite a few then. I have one. You know, I regret that one. Um, I tell that story. I've told that story before. Yeah, we'll have to. Tell me later. Yeah, I have to tell you that later. <laughs> it's not anybody's name. No, I just got it with a couple of friends that I, a couple of people that I'm not friends with anymore. And we all got the same one. So it's kind of like. That's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Yeah. You thought about covering it? I, I really don't really like tattoos. Like, I don't, I wouldn't get another one. So I'd have to get another one to cover the one that I have, you know? Okay, well, all right, well. They yeah. hurt. Yeah, it's very painful. What's wrong with y'all? It's so dope, though. It looks awesome. <laughs> awesome. It's amazing. But every time I want, I want to get another one. And, and it sounds like a good idea until you go in there and you hear that and you'd be like, oh, hell no. Why did we do that again? Exactly. Immediately regret it. Okay, well, listen, y'all, every episode, we always start off with a quote from a woman we, ins a quote from a woman we admire, right? Shay is a comedian and she hard-headed. So this is her quote, okay? You just like your daddy, said by Shay's mother. Why did you choose this quote, Shay? What does this quote mean to you? Well, the first question was find, you know, it's, it, it has to be a quote from a woman that you admire. Mm -hmm. And so I, there's a lot of women I admire, but I think the older I get, none as much as my mother. And wow. so if I'm going to credit, credit any woman with a quote that I met, that I love, it's definitely going to be for my mom. So that was why. And so moms don't go around quoting poems, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like, I had, what does she always say? She says two things. She says, you just like your, your daddy or this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, if I had to think of the things that she says the most often, those are the two things that she says the most often. Why are you just like your dad? What about you is just like your daddy? I think um, my desire to question. Like, I'm, I'm super inquisitive about everything, and I always want to know more. Like, it's never enough. That, and also, I, I tend to play devil's advocate. Well, that's the same thing, Shay. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but... But what I mean, like, I'll give you a specific example. Like, okay. my mother is a Democrat, okay? My father's a Republican. <laughs> For the longest time, I've been a Democrat. I think most people, you just follow whoever. Lately, I've been starting to really question that. Yeah. And I want to understand better why so many Black people are Democrats, how, you know, how we came to, to be so involved with this party. And I'm really starting to think maybe it's not... I don't know if it's the most positive direction for us to be going in. Not to say that we should be Republican, but I think we should question it. Yeah. Right. And so I think just because my mom knows that my dad is a Republican, when I said that, she tried to throw the, you just like your daddy. And I was like, well, that should be a good thing. Right. You just don't want to follow everybody. So right. you know, that's just like a, you know, an example of me, you know, just questioning and, and yeah, just being inquisitive. Yeah. You know more, understand. Yeah. So are you thinking about voting for Trump? No. No. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I think, uh, I, don't, I don't, you know, he's just not the right dude. I don't think he's the right dude. I don't disagree with everything that Trump has to say. I think that his, but I'm not bothered by his tackiness. <laughs> I'm not bothered by the fact that he's just, he, you know, he just seems to be, he has no class. Yeah, you know, I think that bothers a lot of people about him because he says the most ridiculous things. It's inappropriate. 
He doesn't care. You know, but the comic in me kind of likes that. Yeah. Know? And some people do. You know, I don't, I, I, I agree with, you know, what you're saying. The fact that um, Trump is tacky doesn't bother me. You know, it's his lying that does and some of the other things. But I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat. I don't, I don't believe I'm a Democrat 100%. Really? Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I don't believe I am um, Republican 100%. I think they're both uh, alleged pedophiles, actually. But um, that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> the gate, huh? <laughs> both of them, though. Trump, too. Because, you know, anyway. But, yeah, I think we should all question it. I think you're right. We should all question it. Okay. Well, uh, shout out to uh, Mama Bell. Uh, what's your mama's name? What's your mama's first name? Janet. Janet. Shout out to Janet. Um, well, listen, just to get to know you a bit, I always start off uh, the podcast with some random questions. We always get to some random questions, rather, and I have some good ones for you. So um, <clears throat> you mentioned in your bio that you're bisexual, and the first question I said I have is, you know, black people, we're hella homophobic. Like, we homophobic as hell. How has your experience been as a black woman and being a part of the queer community? I mean, it's gotten better, obviously, in recent years. But, you know, earlier on, it, it took me a long time to come out. It took me, you know, there, there are some times today that I feel like, man, I wish I was regular. You know, <laughs> Not I, regular. Yeah, not, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me, but it's only out of, you know, sometimes not wanting to deal with all that comes with it. Cause you just want to be a, 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 you just want to be a human being. Yeah. You know? And I don't really like the classifications quite honestly. I don't like bisexual. I don't like gay. I don't like any of that. I'm just like a human being and what I like is what I like and what I do, you know? Right. So, um, it, 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 it hasn't been easy. You know, you have to listen to people use a lot of very derogatory and negative language, you know, yeah. all the time. And a lot of times it's coming from men unfortunately yes. because i'm around black men you know that's who it's coming from um yeah there seems to be a, a lot of misconceptions that you have to deal with and so you just have to deal with the ignorance people don't know they think you know being bisexual or being attracted to somebody of the same sex is about sex right it's not about sex it's it's not just a, it is about sex but it's not you're not just like i want to you know <laughs> like Every woman you see, you trying to, you know, go lay down. It's not about that. You know, yeah. it's the same way a straight person is not attracted to every straight person that they see. And you just out to go have sex with them. Exactly. Unless you're a man. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the biggest misconception about, um, bisexual women like is like what would you say I think I have some of my own because they're stereotypes that I have because even though uh I consider myself an ally it doesn't mean that I don't think of stereotypes I still do you know but what do you think uh one of the maybe the biggest misconceptions is or that you run into at least yeah that you want to be a man you know that oh, somebody really? somebody wants to be a man in the relationship wow okay you know or that you, you know, you, you haven't met the right man. Yeah. You know, you, you just haven't met the right man. And so that's why you're going in that direction. It's like dating women is not easier. Women are, it's way more complicated. Men are yeah. so easier to deal with. Why the hell would you choose to keep on climbing a mountain when you can just <laughs> get on a skateboard and just breeze on down the street? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a, it's, can I cuss on here? Yeah. 
fucking challenge. It's not, you know. So I think I would have to say that you want to be a man or that you just haven't had the right guy come along is why you you want to go out, you know, and be with a woman. Yeah. The misconception that I was going to say, the stereotype that I, I, not that you want to be, like, that to me, that's completely homophobic. To say, like, I think, like, that's ridiculous to think that somebody wants to be a man. I was just going to say that, oh, bisexual women are, like, into threesomes. You know what I mean? People think that. But actually... It's like, okay, no. Just because I like women don't mean I want to sleep with a woman and your ugly, rusty, <laughs> nasty self. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's definitely happened. I've definitely been approached by couples, you know, and they try to be all wow. slick about it. Yeah, they try to be all slick, you know. I've never done that. I've never gone home with, like, some random couple, but I've definitely been approached more than once. Yeah. Um, by white couple, you know, one time a black couple, like, you know, um, so that gets weird. A white couple, wh- where did a white couple come up to you at? Like, where did you meet a white couple? Actually, I was at um, the Four Seasons. But wait, how did they know to come up? Like, how did they know to come up to you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's a vibe I'm giving off. I might have been with somebody. Maybe I was with a woman or something. Yeah. And, you know, who, and maybe the way we were interacting, I, I don't know. I can't remember the exact details of who I was with at that. Maybe I do. Actually, I do remember who I was with. But her and I are just friends. So I don't know why that, you know, may, who knows? I don't know why they were able to repeat it. But they, they, they did. And you know what? I'm so nosy. What did they say when they came up to you? Well, they, okay. So what happens was the girl, I was sitting on the, the one of the couches, like in, Four seasons in the in the main bar area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're surrounded by these long couches or many couches are on both sides. And so yeah. I, there was some space on side of me. And they had been, they just invited themselves over to our table and just stood there. Cause this it was kind of like that back in the day where, you know, four seasons was is like it's such a popping interactive place. People just me and you might go together and we start having a couple of drinks and you see somebody at another table and then you go over there. So they kind of invited themselves over to our table and they start talking and then the girl sits down. She's like, like trying to rub my leg and, you know, what? trying to be all, yeah, just doing the most. And then I think also my friend peeped it too. And she was like, they're trying to take you home. And I was like, shut up. No, they're not. And she was like, yeah, just watch. And then sooner or later, she was like, yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, take our party back to the house. And we thought, you know, if you'd like to join us and just you. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know, y'all. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm not trying to be on headline. I'm not trying to be in no uh, forensic. Unsolved party. mysteries. I don't to do none of that. You know, that's like more of my fear more than anything. But also, I'm not interested in having a guy pumping on top of me. So <laughs> work. Oh my goodness this is too much this is too much you know I've never sometimes I'll be thinking when I hear stories like that I'm like damn I ain't never been approached by nobody what how, how come I'm not giving off a vibe yeah, you probably they probably compete that you not that you're not you know that you straight you're yeah hetero. you know I was gonna say that I have I'm pretty open when it comes to other people's sexuality, you know? And I thought to myself, am I, could I be a lesbian? Like, could I date a woman? Um, And I think that dating a woman would seem really fun and exciting, except when it came to sex. And that's how I knew that I wasn't a lesbian. Cause I'm like, girl, I don't even want to lick my own coochie. I ain't about to lick. Who the hell does that? (laughs) 
I'm just saying, if I could. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think for I think there's there's variations of just like anything. There's variations of like lesbians or bisexual women who love it. Yeah, they love it. They love every part of it. The yeah. smell, the texture. They love it, and they want to be. You know, they they that's what they like to do all that's the time. Like to do. And then there's other other you know bisexual or you know queer women who it's just like having sex with anybody else you know yeah. what I mean and there's there's degrees there's you know there's women who love having sex with men and who want to do it all the time and they're willing to do whatever and then there's women who who, like, who love having sex but they're not all going crazy about it 24 yeah well that's true but I do think that if you are being intimate with somebody period you can't just be the one who wants to receive you have to it has to be 50 50 for everybody you know so if you saying there's women out here who selfish as hell and they you know what i mean like come on we we not doing that wait a minute right okay so what you're saying that if they oh what do you mean selfish as hell that they don't want to they don't want to reciprocate yeah i've even heard of straight women say oh well you know i don't give blowjobs or something like that that's ridiculous to me yeah it's like why not you can't expect to give yeah or yeah. get get and well, not yeah. receive. So you're not giving me no head? Well, I ain't giving you none either. So exactly. And then at the end of the day, this not going to work. So, <laughs> um, okay. So the next question I have for you was, you know, a couple of people have tweeted this and I've seen uh, other people be upset by it. And some people say you are black before you are queer. And, it, you know, why or why not? Like, what does that mean to you? What does that actually I, mean? I think so. I would say that I'm definitely black before I'm queer because that's what you see first. Mm -hmm. um the rest people are guessing yeah and i know i give off to some people i'm definitely giving off oh she's definitely bisexual if not full-on lesbian mm -hmm. i'm definitely i feel like i definitely get a question from some people they're just kind of like yeah there's no guessing if i'm black right yeah okay y'all with well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, I'm going to be asking Shay more random questions, uh, more geared towards quarantine and being black at work. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm your host, Jasmine W, and I'm here with my friend, comedian Shay Bell, and I'm in the middle of asking her some random questions. So, Shay, me and you, we've talked about this a lot. Like me and Shay, we are real friends, but we've talked about um, working in corporate America a lot because we both quit our jobs to do comedy. She quit like a year before me or whatever. And you know, I've been making videos about this, so I'd love to know, at work, did you have a fake personality? And if so, like what did you change about yourself at work that was different from who you are like day to day? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, feel like I had a fake personality out maybe not 100% all the way fake but I definitely was not my real authentic self mm -hmm. and I think that just come, what I changed was the way I talk the way I talk at work and how private I became mm. and so um I, I'm super guarded in a corporate environment in other words like I don't do happy hours with people at work 
Wow, I yeah. don't like them asking me any questions when I, about where I went on vacation, who I'm spending my weekends with. I don't discuss any of my, I don't discuss any of that. I don't let them in like that at all. And if they try to ask me, I just be like, I, I'll lie if I'm uncomfortable with to asking them not to ask me that, or I'll just change the subject. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that I'm extremely guarded. I, I don't want them to know who I really am. Yeah. And I definitely spoke differently. Why would you lie about where you went on vacation? I don't want them to know anything about me. <laughs> I don't want them to know. I don't want to give myself. I don't want to give them myself like that. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm like, they know not to ask me. Because after all, they'd be like, don't ask her because she's not going to tell you. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Because. You know what I mean? Like, even if there was like a forced, I listen, when we had offsite meetings and they all drove together, I drove myself. It could be two hours away. I'd be like, I'll meet y'all there. <laughs> because when I'm in the car, I don't want to hear you talking about your, what your husband did or your dog or what grocery shops you got to do. And plus, I want to hear my music. I want to go to the meeting, get myself prepared for some more bullshit I'm going to have to sell. But I'm going to listen to some fucking Chris Brown on the way there. I'm going to listen to some hyped up something on the way there to deal with you. <laughs> right? I feel you. Yeah. Listen, I get, I do these videos on TikTok. I get so many questions from, you know, from white people. They're so good, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> They're so good. And it makes me think about the conversations that we had when you started. And I'm like kicking myself a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. you do such an amazing job. I just wanted to say that it's so well done. It's so funny. It's so creative. You do it. It's really, it's really going super, super well. Oh, thank you, Shay. That is a big compliment. Cause Shay, she's funny and we don't BS with each other about what's funny and what's not, you know? Um, so thank you. But it, it, I get the, the, the number one question that I keep getting actually on TikTok, cause there are adult people on TikTok. I don't think people realize. Yeah. Grown, full grown with kids, <laughs> grandkids. Grand, great grandkids, yeah. some of them. Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple of white women say, you know, you know, I have white men are always the ones who say, oh, nobody's their authentic self at work, which is, which is, I would agree with you. Nobody is their authentic self at work because you can't be racist, Bill, and you can't curse and walk around the house with your shirt off and drink a beer. Yeah, right. Not racist, Bill. Okay. <laughs> but... Black women cannot be themselves simply, right? Like we can't, we have to smile, we have to laugh, we have to be quiet when we want to speak and all of these things. So a, a couple of white women, and I'd love to ask you this, have said, how can genuinely asking, how can I make my black employees feel more comfortable? Really? Yes. On TikTok have asked me, what can I do to make my black employees feel more comfortable? What is one piece of advice that you would have for a white woman with employees or a white man with employees or a Latina woman who has black employees or whatever the case might be to make their employees feel more comfortable? So, oh, you're asking me that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what, what would be your opinion on one thing that they could do? Cause I know me and you can't solve it. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like, let me, let me think if I put myself in the situation, I think that uh, just al allowing them no, here's something, because this is something I saw too recently, is understanding and not prejudge their bilingual 
abilities. Okay, yeah. And when I say that, I, I don't mean we are speaking another language. Yes. And quite honestly, it takes a certain amount of creativity, dexterity, and all of that to be able to ha have both of those. And when I use it in the office place, you need to respect it. Yep. And you need to not devalue it and try to make me feel that there's something wrong with the way that I'm communicating. I think you have to accept that and not prejudge or try to look down on that person. That's one thing I would just let, don't even get that out of your head. Don't, don't use that as your barometer for measuring their worth or what they have to contribute. Yes, 100%. And you know what? That goes for, you know, Black Americans but also like black immigrants because people don't think about the fact when it comes to our languages that we speak, I would consider um, slang, right? The same as like broken English. Like my husband, he's first generation Nigerian. So do you think that they spoke perfect English when he, in his house growing up? No, they did not, yeah. right? So sometimes my husband says stuff that's completely wrong and I have to correct him, babe, that ain't perfect English, but he's so smart. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you using that as a way to evaluate our intelligence is just wrong. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I, if I could like just add to that also, I think stop measuring our, like our emotional, our, the way we respond. Like we, we're quick to be called, Black women are quick to be called aggressive when we're just existing. Mm -hmm. We are very strong in our, the way we present and vocally even we come off stronger yeah right and so a lot of times if we're reprimanding or we we, we have people you know people who are subordinates and we're automatically it's all aggressive and we haven't even said anything <laughs> you know? yeah. I, sent, I, I sent an email to my manager once she something happened she saw me off she saw me out of the office one day and she came back to work and told people she saw me out of the office she told an intern, the intern told another employee, another employee went home and told her mom. Uh, the mom who is friends with the, the owner of the company went back and told the owner and everybody was talking about what I was doing when I was out of the office. And so I wrote an email and basically asked them I, and basically accused them of invading my privacy mm. and, you, and making my personal business uh, fodder for office gossip. Yeah. And I feel violated. And I would appreciate it if you don't do that again. Yeah. They said I was aggressive. No. They, yeah. They were like, you were, that's aggressive. And I'm not aggressive as if I would have came in this office and slapped you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For getting in my business. Okay. <laughs> aggressive is walking in the office and say, who the hell in my business? You in my business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but because I, I checked them, they're not used to you. Yeah, that's, that was not, I was out of line for a, a black person, a black woman. That was, I stepped out of what they consider to be a line. Yes. You know what? One of my really good friends who's been on the podcast before said that um, oftentimes, not all, but most of the time, white women are so busy and white people are so busy being passive aggressive. Yeah. That when you have black women here in their honesty, we come off as aggressive immediately because you're so busy beating around the bush and we don't do that right. really. Exactly. That's exactly. what it is. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's actually a good point. Hmm. 
Um, well, that's great. I think that's good advice. I, I I ended up replying to this woman on on TikTok, and I said, "Listen, this is too much for TikTok comments." Yeah, <laughs> <I girl>. said, <laughs> but uh, I said one thing you can. I think I told her one thing you can do is just um, simply listen to Black people's suggestions in the office and clearly communicate to them that every suggestion will be heard but not necessarily implemented but it's a good way to just start just listen because i obvious a lot of times we'd be telling the truth yeah no absolutely yeah your your idea is not gonna work chad okay (laughs) (laughs) you know a lot and oftentimes i know from hr people just want to be heard and you say okay i'm gonna listen to you doesn't mean that you know i'm going to run to the ceo with your ideas yeah, but let's listen so I can hear hear you out, and then we'll move go from there and see what we can implement, and what we what we can do now, and what might need to wait, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. Well, my last random question for you is, you know, what have you accomplished in quarantine? What's one thing that you that you've like been, that you've done, and you're like, okay, I'm 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 glad I'm doing this. I'm happy I've done this, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done quite a bit. Um. I've uh, read a couple books so far. Um, I've taken a master class. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I took a stand-up master class. Um, um, now I can't even remember. Steve Martin. Steve Martin master class. How was it? It was very good. It was very informative um, in helping me to just go further with my comedy and uh, just giving you some tools to use when you're writing comedy, how to continue to take it further and yeah. make it better. So it was, it was, some of it was refreshed, but you always need that just so you can stay sharp and you can continue to perfect what you're doing. And so yeah. that was helpful. I read a couple of books. Like I said, I read uh, Trevor Noah's book, uh, Born a Crime. I read a book. I can't even think of the woman now, her, her, the author, um, You're a Badass, which is mostly just kind of an affirmation book um, about kind of getting out of your own way and, you know, stop procrastinating. Um, and now I'm reading long story short, which is a, a book about how to be a better storyteller. Okay. Um, and the last thing I did is I secured a mentor to help me write a business plan. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So that's, uh, those are some things I've been doing. Yeah. One thing I know that you have been doing is you were looking for a bike. Did you ever get a stationary bike to exercise? Yesterday. And what kind did you get? I bought the Nordic track. Okay. Okay, girl. Yeah, I, I bought it yesterday and uh, I'm so excited. I can't wait for it to come because I'm just like the pound, the weight is just adding up. And I feel I'm like, I'm a gym person, you know, I'm yeah. like, I'm used to, you know, releasing stress. I can't think right, right now. You know, the energy's mm-hmm. not flowing properly because I need to get in the gym and I need to work out some of the, all. there's so much going on. You know that. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful that once I the bike comes in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to at least reestablish some type of routine and get some positive energy going. Yeah. Girl, after this, I'm going to go for a jog. Even though I'm sipping on a margarita, I don't care. I'm going to go for a jog because your girl, listen, I ain't got time to be getting thick in quarantine and I don't get thick in the right places. So I feel you. I don't either. <laughs> Man, here's looking like a thumb. I need to get it. To- <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. It. I'm like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I know that was short, but when we come back, we're gonna get into some trending topics. We're gonna be talking about uh, Meg the Stallion. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I really hope you're enjoying this episode because this is a good one with me and Shay Bell. Don't forget to follow Shay on Instagram at Shay Bell Comedy on Instagram or go to her website for everything, Shay at ShayBell.com. Now, okay, we're into some trending topics. Meg the Stallion was on live yesterday to talk about how she's been shot in both of her feet. We found out she was actually shot in both of her feet by Tory Lanez. Um, we watched Meg the Stallion be the butt of jokes through this situation. Like as soon as people found out that she was shot, she became a meme. And you know, for me, this actually really made me mad today after, you know, continuing to see Twitter and, you know, online what people had to say and stuff like that. So I wanted to know from you, Shay, what do you think this, what, like, what do you think of this situation? And what do you, um, what does this make you feel about how black women, are treated, you know, and how our pain is not really taken seriously. Man, I could I could go on it for this, but first, I didn't know she was shot in both feet. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> what Do you know what happened? She didn't. She didn't really say what happened. She said um, she just really talked about you know her journey. She said, luckily the bone didn't hit any bones, or or luckily the bullet didn't hit any bones or tendons. She said she was thankful for that but it was stuck in her foot is what she said. So apparently the bullet was stuck in one of her foot. She had to have surgery to get it taken out. Um, and she was shot in both of her feet. Was they on top of each other? I don't know. She did on one of her foots. And I'm not laughing at that. Cause I'm like, how do you shoot somebody in both of their feet? I do not know. This is okay. a really funky situation to be shot in both of your feet. Okay. Yes. So, I think that that's super tragic. I don't understand why it's so quiet. It's super quiet. She's the only one talking. And if Tory Lanez is the person who apparently shot her, I guess he's quiet for a reason too, because right. you know he's trying to go into preservation mode. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. It's, it is unfortunate. And for her to be so early in her career to have something so ridiculous happened you know if part of me is like not blaming her but girl you know it's just difficult sometimes when you start making progress you got to get the hell away from certain people because it's about elevating and, to, and really yes. using the opportunity that you have to really change your life yes the, the lives of the people that you love and it's like hopefully she's gonna erase some fools from her life from this yes as far as um people making jokes i think that too many times, black women are the, not just the butt of the jokes, but dis disrespected. And too many times, unfortunately, by black men. Mm. I think that as much as I love hip hop music, yeah, sometimes it's kind of a double-edged sword because it is responsible, I think, for why the disrespect against black women continues. It's mm -hmm. it, some artists, some of these hip hop artists support degrading black women, abusing yeah. black women, and they think it's a joke, like we have no value. And they make millions of dollars doing it. Not only that, but the white people that they're in business with make money off of degrading black women. That part. And it's just really frustrating. It's super frustrating when you hear people like 50 Cent talking about you like exotic women. Ain't nobody more exotic than a black woman. Right. If there's a spectrum of exoticness in white women in one spectrum, black women have to be on the other side. 
Right. What the hell are you talking about? Um, if I hear one more rap song talking about you want a red bone or she was exotic or she didn't need no tan, it's like we know who you're talking about. It sounds cold. It's like cold talk for you want a certain type of woman. They're not because right. black, black women ain't out trying to get no tan. We we don't mind. Right. You're not you. You're talking to a specific type of woman, and when you only focus on that, to me, you're leaving all the black women out there out of what you desire or what you call is valuable. Right. It's really sad. It's super sad. And I don't know what the hell's wrong with some of these black men, to be quite honest with you. Right. How would you are not, you should be in protect mode. Yes. Be, the way black women ride for black men, y'all should be, y'all should be jumping over fences. Yes. Uh, crossing, uh, high freeways. You should be doing whatever you got to do to protect black women. The way we out here riding for y'all. Right. Even those of us who don't, it is not romantically linked to you. I have a brother. Yes. Black women ride for black men, no matter what. Literally, we they do. do. not do the same for us. Right. And you know what? Um, I can hear in my head black men getting ready to argue with us on this, right? But I think the people that we put on a pedestal is a reflection of our community, right? If we ready to protect the R. Kelly's, the Tory Lanes, when we when we lift people up in their in their their art, their talent, we cannot praise Tory Lanes and let him slide for this. We cannot say, whoa, but he be making good music though. Yeah. We can't lift those people up and say, well wait, that's not a reflection of us. We do ride for y'all. Because look who you just put on a, that's not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So our artists should reflect our community and what our community values are. Yeah, but but they do though. Exactly. Unfortunately, unfortunately they do. We value getting the bag. Girl, I gotta get the bag, girl. He didn't have no money. I ain't fucking with him, girl. I ain't fucking with nobody with no nine to five. I ain't good. It's like, okay, well that dude with the nine to five might be what you need. It is actually because <laughs> he might be what you need, really. And there's when you sell some books that's got no. I'm just, <laughs> when you sell some plagiarized shit, you need a nine to five health insurance. <laughs> yeah, and, and you need a nine to five that maybe uh, got some friends that that, that uh, got some uh, uh, fathers or mothers that's that know a little bit about the law. You need. Some- <laughs> You need a nine to five to help you be like, wait a minute, baby, let's read this line again. That sounds like somebody else wrote that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't working. I, I ain't got to work no overtime. I got plenty of time to help you. Okay. At five, I'll be home at six. We'll go over the paperwork together. Exactly. On salary too. So you ain't got to work about me clocking in or clocking out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, unfortunately it is a reflection of what we value. It's interesting because yeah. Rhea, who is also folded into the situation now, I guess yeah. she did an interview with, I, I don't, un, Hollywood Unlocked, I don't want to misquote who she did an interview with. Yeah. It was one of these outlets and she made some comment about Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion having a Bobby Whitney type of relationship. And what she said, what what I will say is, a lot of times comedians say this, um, Drea is not a comedian. So when you are not a comedian, you should tread lightly about making jokes because we as comedians have made mistakes and we know what to touch and what not to touch, right? Right. 
But what Drea said was, I want to be in a relationship where a nigga love me so much that he'll shoot me. And she said it as a joke. That's literally a joke. That's that's well, she was glamorizing domestic violence, which (laughs) which is not cool. But that was supposed to be her joke. Right. So that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you were about to make your way over to 50 Cent because I think that I don't I don't he I don't know if he he had something to say. I don't I haven't been following the rest of this after that. I was just going to say that her. Yeah, that 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 again, speaking about what we value. Right. Mm. That now you have a platform and you, you this is what you value. It's just sad. We, you know, I just feel like we're so much better than where we are and we could be better. It's not to say that there's no, there's no room for having fun and being silly. There's room, you know, for love and hip hop. There's room for Atlanta housewives, but there's also got to be space for the same amount of value placed on things that lift us up and, and put us in a better light. And I, I think it's, it's, it's completely off balance. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Um, what I was going to say about Drea, she made, um, her comment glamorizing domestic violence, right? She was dropped from Fenty. She was trending on Twitter as, as being canceled. Everybody called her a dumb broad. She's stupid anyway. But 50 Cent over here and he continues to make jokes. In fact, 50 Cent went on Instagram today or yesterday. I think it was today this morning and apologized for the things he said about Meg because he said, I didn't realize that this was true. I thought that Meg getting shot was a was a joke, which he can he's literally lying. Yeah, yeah. You didn't you didn't believe that. You knew it was it. You you got inside information. You know yeah. the real he knows what really happened. Exactly. Trust me, he knows what really went down. Exactly. So say that you didn't know that that's what did he say though? What else was he making? People were making all kinds of transphobic jokes and all kinds of stuff. I did see that. And that is another thing. Like, oh, we don't even have time to get into this, honey. Like, that is another thing. Yeah. Meg is shot. And why are we talking about Meg being trans? First of all, she's not. But if she was, like, what 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 does this have to do with her well-being? Yeah, nothing. It's just very, it's it's unfortunately, it's it's very um I hate to say it. I know it sounds harsh, like I, you know, but it's very Negroidious. It's, it's yeah, it's very low frequency. Ooh. Very low frequency. And I think a lot of times is where this type of mentality dwells. You're so bottom feeder. Like it's so, you know, once again, trans has nothing to do with sex, it's biology. Right. Take the sex out of it. It's why are you so fixated on what people want to do from a sexual aspect? You're projecting your bullshit onto them. It's biology genes. It has nothing to do with sex, but people think it does. And so read a book and stop running away from probably your own feelings. Mm. Y'all, y'all, this, this has so many layers to it. And again, the more we unpeel, the, the, (laughs) the more problematic we get. Yeah. I guess my, my last thing on the trending topics is switching gears a little bit, you know, COVID-19 has impacted every industry. But I personally feel that comedy and entertainment will be impacted for much longer. Um, do you think that live comedy is a thing of the past? It's really interesting. I think that it's gonna be a long time before we get back to what, what we were used to and before people get back to what we're used to. And in the meantime, 
you know, the internet, TikTok, you know, people are really starting to transition and do some other things with comedy. I, you know, I don't know because maybe it will be. Because when I look at, you know, when you think about even before COVID hit, there's a lot of internet comics, not internet comics. I, I'll just say, yeah, these people that get on, you know. Um, yeah, it's internet comedy is what it is. Internet comedy that is, you know, creating such fanship for some of these people. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it translates into stand-up. They've tried to do that. And a lot of times when those comics come from behind that mic and in front of that, behind the computer and they get on stage, it does not translate because they don't, you don't have a real sense of what it means to stand up. So for that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is opportunity for people to do internet comedy to blow up and it's just a completely different genre. And then once stand-up comedy comes back or once people start feeling comfortable with coming back maybe there'll be some improvements made to how people are how you know how stand-up comedy is done maybe there'll be some changes with that I think that that I think that that might be a closer version of what I would say I think might happen yeah but I think it's going to be a while because even you know I did a show recently I did a show my first show um probably three weeks ago and it was, was it out- in a it, okay, it was in a backyard. It was in a patio of a bar. And it was in uh, Monterey, which is up mm-hmm. north. Um, and first of all, I felt it felt rickety. I felt because I <laughs> practice. Yeah. You, know, when you haven't done stand up for so long. You that sharpness, you know, that smoothness that that is just it's not it's it's a squeaky wheel. Yeah. So I felt a robotic and it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, people were receptive and people were happy that we were there and they mm-hmm. were just like, thank you so much. We miss stand-up comedy. You know, the people that c- would come and talk to you afterwards, of course, with their mask on or whatever, but yeah, um, nobody had a mask on, uh, outside, by the way. No, no, they did. I'm sorry. They did. They did have mask on. Uh, I was about to say, I'm for sure ain't going to see you now. You didn't nobody have on no mask. They did. I know that they, people took them off, but they stepped away because there was an area where you could either smoke or drink. Okay. But anyway, people were being safe. Mm. Yeah. So that was awkward. And uh, I know that there's more shows like that popping up. Yeah. More and more outside shows. Yeah. You know, I'm doing comedy online right now because it's my only outlet, but there is danger. (laughs) I will say with being a stand-up comedian, and doing comedy online because then when you go back to stand up, what do people expect from you? Do you expect me to, you know, be a white woman on stage and do these like what do you expect from me? You know, because I have so many different points of view that I can't give you what you might be expecting, or maybe I can and I should find a way to do that, you know? That's a good that's a good way to look at that. Cause I do know comics who are stand up comics, they've created a persona online. And then when they go do stand-up, the people want to see that character. They're like, that's was something I did at home. That's, I'm not doing that. Yes. You know, it's like, I ain't doing that shit. I'm not coming up here dressing up like I was dressing in front of a computer. And the character, that was goofy. This is real stand-up right here. Yes. So, you know, hopefully people can distinguish between the two. Maybe the idea is to do both, some of both. Yeah. If you're in a position to post some of the stand-up material and along with the sketches, maybe that's a better way to... Past that hurdle. 
And, you know, you know, my thing, too, is I'm not going to let people get I don't I really don't want people to get too comfortable with anything that I'm doing, whether it's on stage or online. Right. Like, I don't want you to think that this is all I do. So I got to mix it up for you so that you do not believe that this is yeah. the only thing that I am capable of, you know. Yeah. So. Well, okay. We always give advice at the end of the episode in what I call the keep it real corner. And this person actually um, DM'd, DM'd me on Instagram. They came from TikTok. Uh, they don't follow me, but they wanted my advice. I'm like, how that work? But uh, <laughs> I was like, you got to follow me if you want. Okay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they said, how do you break up with someone you've been with for three years and living, they're, li- they're living with this person? Should I wait until after quarantine? <laughs> So, I mean, we don't know any more about this situation than, than than that, but if you were to, you know, me and you are in serious relationships. So, if me you if we were to break up with our uh significant other right now, how how would we do that? Or should this person wait until quarantine what, or until quarantine is over? What would be your advice? I would say do it now. Mm. And the reason why I would say do it now is because I think that it depends on okay i would say it depends on the it gives you time it gives both of you time to maybe make a easier transition maybe it's not as painful because you you have time to kind of start separating yourselves from each other and moving it slowly kind of into a more friend situation and pulling yourselves apart so that when it the, the, when you can move out maybe it's you've been able to do a little bit of healing a little bit maybe together if if both people are mature enough it definitely is going to require that you can't have somebody being hella petty and mad (laughs) i think maybe that would work if both people agree that the relationship is not working and we probably should both go our separate ways i think so i think my advice would only work in that scenario if somebody's still holding on then maybe i would wait So you said if both people are mature and it's amicable, right, you should do it now. Yes. But are you suggesting that you should continue to live live with each other while you separate emotionally and physically and then when quarantine's over, move out? Yes. Okay. That would um, be my advice. If it's, if it's mutual. Yeah. Because I think you could do that if you both decided that this is not working, we need to separate. I think if both people are mature enough and they're on the same page about it, we need to separate, then I think it can be done. And yeah. I think it can be done in a way that helps both of them. Um, it's still going to be sad, you know, and they're going to be torn, you know, it's, there's going to be things to deal with afterwards. But I think uh, if they're on the same page about the relationship, I think they can do it. Yeah. I feel like every time I have a guest on my podcast, they're always much more mature than I am. And that's cool. Cause I keep these kind of people around me, but I would say, uh, break up with them and get get away from them right now. You would, you would be like, get, move out, move out right now, get away from me right now. That is my personality. I will say, I'm a Pisces. Okay, okay. I don't know anything about Pisces, but <laughs> very, we're very emotional. We're sensitive, you know. Um, but when we're done, we're done. Like when we are done, we're we're done. Like through with you, right? So. I would say, and the reason I say get away and get out right now is because quarantine, let's say we're in quarantine for the rest of 2020. If you get out, if you if you can, you know, get out of whatever situation you're in by the end of, you know, mid-August, you know, three weeks, 
you have the rest of the year to heal, be by yourself. That's true. Do your thing for, for the quarantine. Like if you wait until after the quarantine, you've wasted all of this time that you could have spent in solitude. <laughs> That's true. But see, you, you need that. Maybe some people solitude is not the right way to go. You That's know, true. Yeah, for some people, some people solitude. Here, here's the thing. I think solitude can be great for everybody because you need that time. Yeah. But for me, I don't, that wouldn't work for me. Why? Because I, I need the distractions. Mm. I need, I need people and energy and I need things to, because I still have to go home and be by myself. Right. Yeah. And doing it during the day when you don't, you don't have the ability to interact with anybody. For me, that would be too painful. But honestly, if me and my husband decided we were going to break up and we're going to live together, we're going to end up back together. So if this is really not a good situation for you, you need to get away or you're going to end up merging back together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there is a there is a there is a possibility that you could start becoming codependent if you don't get up and get your shit and move out. You know? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I hope I don't know if we helped you, but <laughs> You have some things to think about. We definitely didn't help, but that, you know, we, we helped a little bit, but you know. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, listen, Shay, what do you have coming up? What are you working on? This is just for people who want to keep up with you and they will want to because this is such a good episode. How can they keep up with you? Yeah, so right now, unfortunately, I haven't been doing the best in, you know, doing posts. I'm trying to uh, really think about that. But uh, there's some projects that I'm working on. I think maybe just continue to follow me on Instagram. I will be doing some updates uh, soon on some things. And uh, that's, I think that's the best way. Okay. As far as stand-ups, uh, that's, it's going to be a while before we do that. Yeah. So follow Shay on Instagram. If you've been watching on YouTube, you've already seen it here below. But if you, um, if you've been listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google, then we've said it a couple times, but it's Shay Bell Comedy. Y'all don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you love Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell somebody else about the show. Do not be selfish, okay? You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations and watch the show on my YouTube channel at Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N, thanks to my dad. Thank you for listening and thanks to Shay for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Okay, it was. <laughs> Bye. Bye.